Hey, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Finance 101. Cue intro music. And just kidding, we don't have any. We don't have any yet. I, I told, we had uh, two episodes ago, I had some intro music and it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. I got it from Facebook. Facebook actually, it's pretty cool. Facebook is making some moves. They have uh, free music that you could just download and use in your videos or I guess podcasts <laughs> uh, they, you know they just have free music download it use it for whatever you want get off that lime wire stop stealing music I'm kidding music music people that complain about music being free like it's it, you have to think if if the world is moving against you you know, if you're if you're Taylor Swift and and you're mad because because music is free and you're and you don't want it to be free because you worked for that, what you have to do is you have to find other ways to make money. If music's free and and there's really no way to turn that around because people like it, that's what the masses like is free music, or at least you know cheap subscription music like iTunes or or Spotify. You know, you can't. You, you can't just try to change the world, you know, just as one artist, like, you know, like what Taylor Swift tried to do is stay off Spotify. And she came, you know, she came back, though. She uh, she brought herself back to Spotify. She was off for a year or two because she wanted to make the muns, but but she's back. The thing is that you can't work against the system. You have to you have to learn a way to play within the system. You know, for example, you know, Taylor could. You know, for her, I think a good decision would be to put her money or her music on Spotify and stuff for free and find other ways to make money. You know, she could sell an hour of her time for for 10,000 bucks, you know, more than that. And that's, you know, that's hundreds of albums sold and just for an hour of her time, you know. Just stuff like that, you know. Have a have a party, invite you know twenty people for uh you know have them each spend ten thousand bucks for the party, and you know they get to meet Taylor Swift, and she gets to make money and also make them happy because they get to meet her, and she also gets to give her music away for free like everyone else does. You know, you have to go with the system. Don't play against the system. Go don't go against the the waves, the ocean. You gotta find a way to be part of it and monetize your craft your art uh, another way but i'm not talking about taylor swift at all today uh i don't know why i brought that up but i i just want to say that <laughs> that's why so today we're talking about a well the reason i wanted to do this is because I was talking to my sister and brother-in-law about their their personal finances, you know, helping them plan, uh, do some financial planning for the future. And they said that, you know, I asked them what what are some some things that you'd like to do if money were no option. And both of them said they'd like to travel. And, you know, though, you know, I went, <laughs> I told him, you know, if, if you want to travel, if you really like traveling, if traveling is your number one thing you want to do, you could literally, you know, 
you could literally quit your jobs in five to ten years and they're you know 24 years old each you could you could be retired by the time you're 34 and you could go travel the world for the rest of your life if you really wanted to because the world is so much cheaper than here in the states so if that's really your number one goal if that's your number one thing you want to reach then it's much more attainable than you think it is now in the in the grand scheme of things they didn't want to travel the world they didn't want to you know be in, as intense as, as i as i uh am going to talk about in this podcast but i just wanted to say that to say that a lot of people's dreams and goals in life are much more attainable than they think you know what's what's your biggest dream in life you want to i don't i don't even know for most people you know, my goal, I really want to travel. Sorry. It's, uh, it's 8.30, getting tired. <laughs> 8.30 p.m., late night, uh, late Sunday night, you know. But, you know, I really want to travel the, the U.S. in a in an RV, just in a, in a regular, like, van camper, and just travel the world like, travel the U.S. like that, and stay in state parks and free vineyards and, and, and live my life that way and if i didn't think about it you know you might think it's impossible you're like well i can't i can't do that i i'm working you know 40 hours a week i i have these kids i i have these other responsibilities but when you really when you really sit down and think about it and you realize oh if i didn't have a big mortgage payment then i wouldn't have to work 40 hours a week i wouldn't have you know, if I if I were traveling in a van, living in a van, I wouldn't have to work at all. You know, if I sold my house, got a few hundred thousand dollars there. You know, this I'm not this is a hypothetical situation, but you know, sell my house, get some money there, and buy a van. You know, travel. You know, stay every night in somewhere for free. Uh, like, you know, but but without actually thinking about the the details of it, you might just think it's impossible just because you know you don't have the time you don't have the resources you don't have the the know-how of how to do it but in reality it's so much easier than you think it is so i'm going to read an article it's from reachfinancialindependence.com it's called early retirement in the u.s versus abroad and the reason i'm i want to read this is because so many people you know say they want to and want to retire earlier they want to live somewhere you know tropical or or you know something like that and if you want to you know if you don't want to retire early if you want to live somewhere tropical then you could absolutely do that it's incredibly possible and you could probably do it in the next 10 years if you wanted to but if you if you don't know that it's possible you're never gonna you're never going to do it. So I want to read this to you so you do, you know it's possible. So there's a, there's no looking back from here. If you, if you want to uh, delay your dreams of traveling abroad and, and don't want to feel guilty that you haven't, then don't listen to this podcast. Turn off, unsubscribe, and leave a bad review. All right, but if you do want to, if you do do want to uh, you know learn how to 
how to travel abroad, how to retire early and somewhere tropical, then listen to this and maybe it'll shift your mindset a little bit from thinking that things are impossible to possible. So here we go. Early retirement in the U.S. versus abroad. I didn't write this, by the way. Oh, I think I already said that. It's kind of implied. <laughs> this isn't my website, but I'm going to read it. So hope you enjoy that. Every time I go to Antigua, Guatemala, a lovely colonial town in the south of the country, I'm amazed by the number of retirees who decided to come spend their golden years in Guatemala. I saw a question on Mr. Money Mustache about where the best place would be to retire early. So let's look at the costs. That's funny, Mr. Money Mustache was a, I actually read an article of his a few weeks ago, so hey, I'll tie in. The typical costs of retiring in Guatemala. Here's a more detailed post about the cost of living in Guatemala. Guatemala. Uh, that actually links to somewhere else, but I'm not going to go there. So rent. You can find a lovely small place for $500 or a luxury house for $1,000, both fully, fully furnished with all bills but electricity included. Yes, even Wi-Fi. Food. <laughs> we eat well. We, have, we, we meet once a day at least and buy quite a lot of alcohol for $200 a month. A lunch at a small Commodore will cost you $2 and a nice restaurant dinner costs $20 or more per person but can rival with international cuisine. Healthcare. Most retirees don't have health insurance, but healthcare is cheap. A visit to a U.S. trained doctor costs $20 to $50, and you could visit a local doctor for much less than this. Transportation. Having your own car is not really a must if you live in Antigua, Guatemala, or around Lake Atitlan, where tuk-tuks and taxi boats will take you anywhere for $2. You could rent a car for $20 a day when you want to visit the country. Staff. A full-time maid costs about $200 per month or $12 a day if you want her to come once a week. Taxes. We get taxed at 6% of gross income as we operate as an LLC. We pay 0.9% a year in property taxes over the thankfully undervalued price of our properties. VAT is 12% and that's about it. I cannot say that I know what VAT is. Uh, VAT tax, VAT tax definition. I'm gonna Google it here. Value added tax. All right, consumption tax added to a product's sale price. It represents a tax on the value added to the product through its production process. Isn't that crazy? You're getting taxed on the value that you add to something. They they figure out a way to tax everything, don't they? All right, that <laughs> I, I didn't know what a value what the VAT tax was, but now we do. So back to the article. We could claim company expenses to get that value added tax back, but would pay about 
31% of our benefit in taxes, so the 6% works better since our expenses are low. A couple can live well on $1,000 per month in a small home. Make it $2,000 and you can have a larger place, some fun money to travel and go out, be it to restaurants or to climb a volcano. What is the point of living in Guatemala if you aren't going to enjoy it? All it has to offer. Since we have no mortgage, we can live on about $1,000 per month with a full-time staff, two cars, a motorboat, and a couple of trips around during the year, abroad during the year. Wow, $1,000 per month. They have a maid, two cars, a motorboat, and a couple of trips abroad during the year. Now, how much are you spending in the U.S. for every month? You know, you're... you're you know, house and car payment. Your your food is almost that, probably, if you have a family. Extreme early retirement cost of living in Guatemala. If you want to do it in, a, in an extreme way, you can live on $400 a month or less. A small house in my village recently sold for $6,000 on a 900-square-foot plot. S- square meter. Um, a square meter, that is. I, wow. We're talking meters now, Guatemala. It is a basic thatched hut, and unless you would rather live in Detroit, you will will find few houses in the U.S. in that price range. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. There are actually houses in Gary, which I live a few cities from Gary, Indiana. And in Gary... They are literally selling houses for one dollar, one dollar, you know, free. They're giving away these houses, but you have to, in order to, you know, you buy it for a dollar, but you have to, uh, you have to put, you have to put so much money into it in like three months or something like that. You have to, you have to renovate it. They're just doing it so that people come in here and, and, uh, make the houses a little nicer. But <laughs> that's funny. Six, so six thousand dollars for a ninety or nine hundred square meter plot, and you, know, you can't get that anywhere else except Gary. <laughs> you get you get six thousand houses for Gary with six thousand dollars. I'm kidding. You have you have to renovate them, so that's a uh, that's not true. Those houses rent for under a hundred bucks a month. Add fifty dollars for utilities, fifty dollars for food a rice and bean diet mostly, and occasionally $2 feast at the fried chicken joint. You can dress at the local thrift store, thrift store for, for 50 cents a shirt and take bus rides for a dollar an hour. Since you can't afford Bajon, I'm not sure what that is, better find a malaria... What? Since you can't afford bacon i don't know how i say that better find a malaria free zone and always have the price of a ticket back home saved for sanitary repatriation i have no idea what that means we'll skip that (laughs) a 300 dollars a month budget is lean but not possible to live on two dollars two hundred dollars if you bought a house wow that's crazy. Two hundred bucks a month, you could live on. You know, if, I mean, that's very lean. To like the 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 leanest possible, pretty much. But three hundred bucks a month, you could you could live in Guatemala. 
crazy. You know, you're renting a house for a hundred bucks and then 200 bucks for, for all your other expenses. But considerations when living abroad. For most people like me, living, living abroad is not a sacrifice. On the contrary, I love mild weather. My lakefront paid for house and can, can afford to go back to France whenever I want. I just went for a full month and did all the family and friend visits I wanted. But you should add up the cost of flying back and forth if you plan on traveling often. The fact that you will be away from your family and friends. This person. This person's a terrible writer. I'm sorry. I read this before. But uh, it's even worse when I'm reading it aloud. The fact that you, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, this person's from France. Uh, I don't think I have any, any French listeners. So, uh. That's pretty, yeah, they they need some more <laughs> English classes in France. <laughs> I don't know. The, <laughs> the language barrier, if you if you arrive without speak. Oh, my. This person makes no sense. The difference in diet, you won't find all the products you're used to in the supermarket. The added cost of some products, some imported products, you might not be able to live without. From cereals to computers to used cars, we pay a premium to buy stuff from abroad. Uh, I'm so confused by that last paragraph. I th uh, yeah, don't skip that. <laughs> there is also a visa cost. In Guatemala, a two-year residency can be attained, to, attained via a lawyer for a thousand dollars or you can go queue up for hours in hot and humid offices or make a visa run to mexico every three every three months <laughs> then you can renew renew for another two years before applying for permanent residency and now is the cost of retiring in the u.s so that was the cost of retiring in guatemala which is you know at bare minimum 300 bucks a month you know including housing that's crazy so here's the cost of retiring in the u.s housing that will be your main cost, and it can vary greatly depending on where you retire. If you are going the early retirement route on an average salary, you won't be able to, to afford housing in a high-cost area of living. You can rent a small place in the Midwest for 400 bucks, limit your food budget to 200 bucks by clipping coupons, have a high-deductible de health insurance cover like Mr. Money Mustache for 250 bucks, cycle around, grow a garden and lower your heating costs by wearing extra layers. A $2,000 budget, like the comfortable Guatemalan retirement budget, is perfectly achievable with some dedicated fund money for holidays or whatever you fancy. If you have already paid off your house, in order to, in order to make an apple-to-apple -apple comparison, you should treat the equity as idle money, since you would get a cheaper house abroad and that money is not bringing you interest or anything. Extreme early retirement in the U.S. can be achieved for even less. There is a sample $1,000 budget on tight-fisted Misser that shows how you can live on $12,000 a year. I have not checked that out, but I think I will. Maybe I'll, I, might, I might read that for a podcast. It's a $1,000 budget. Ah, uh, that's crazy. I don't know about that. We'll see. That's some, that's some sorcery right there. The main thing you, you sacrifice by living in the U.S. instead of 
of in a cheaper country is your comfort. Living in a small studio or a one-bed apartment instead of a bigger house with staff. You may not have a garden for $400 a rent, or if you do, it would be in a remote place with little social activities where a car will be a must. You may not even find those rates unless you live with roommates. Your meals will evolve around coupon food, not what you really feel like eating. Your holiday options will be a camping trip, couch surfing, or no holidays at all. Your lifestyle will be either more frugal for the same price or twice ex- or twice as expensive as maintaining it abroad. Meaning, you will need twice the money before you can retire. At a 4% withdrawal rate, which I talked about in an earlier podcast, you can retire with $300,000 on a $1,000 a month budget. But if you need $2,000 to live, you'll have to... M- You'll have to work until your nest egg reaches $600,000. If you are desperate to retire early, go down to the $300 a month early retirement thing in Guatemala as soon as you have saved $100,000. That's crazy. You could, you could retire in Guatemala you know, if you're, if you're you know, living bare bones. You could retire on a $100,000 nest egg. That's crazy. You know, you could, so many people could do that in the next 10 years. And, you know, people, if you, if you hate your job, if you really don't want to work, what, what's more important? Would you rather suffer for another 30 years working at your job? Or would you rather move to Guatemala and, you know, live the high life? <laughs> For a hundred thousand bucks, you know, that, I mean that's on the cheaper end, but like it's it's priorities. You know, it's I mean there's more things to think about, but if you if you really hate your job, there's different options. You don't have to wait until you're sixty five to retire here. You don't have to wait. You don't have to work at your job forty hours a week for the next forty years you know, 30, 20, 10, even five years. You don't have to wait that long to retire. You know, people are working to retire. Where, whereas, you know, it should be not the other way around, but you you shouldn't be working to retire. You should be working and, and hopefully enjoying it, enjoying your life as well in the same time. There's no such thing as, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Work-life balance is the most ridiculous thing I've heard of in the world. Not not quite, but it's pretty ridiculous. You don't, you, you, there isn't such thing as a work-life balance. Your your life is your life. Every everything you do in your life is part of your life. Your work is part of your life. Your free time is part of your life. Your 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 Everything is part of your life. So you don't balance your work with your life because your work is part of your life. You know, you, it's, it's a, a, a better way I heard it. I, it was from Ariana Huffington, I believe, because she really hates that term too. She said it's, it's not work life or it's not work life balance. It's work life integration. You know, your work is your your work is part of your life. You're spending eight hours a day 
you're spending a third of your a third of your life probably you know a fourth of your life working almost of your best years you're spending so much time working and if you hate your work just know that there's other things you could do you could you know if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank <laughs> then you could you could retire you could leave that job go to Guatemala if you really want to it just depends where your priorities are you know do you do you not like working enough that that you do you do want to go to Guatemala or do you do you say you hate your job but aren't going to do anything about it you know there there are different options to do and just the more information you have in front of you the better decisions you can make so that's why i want to read this so last paragraph here uh All right, so is retiring abroad worth it? Yes, if you want to enjoy or enjoy a higher standard of living for the same cost. In your 30s, having a staff is a luxury, but in your 60s, having someone carry the groceries and mop the floor when your back hurts is pretty awesome. If you want to visit a few new destination, if you are if you want to visit a new destination and are curious about the other cultures, Living there for a few weeks or a few years is a unique experience. But retiring abroad is not worth it if you can't live far away from your family. If you'll get homesick and want to come back uh, four times a year. Crashing on your brother's couch is okay for a few days. But after a while it's abusive and people don't want to have, don't want to cover your living expenses because you're too cheap to pay for your own place. So if you are just there for a cheap cost of living and will never get out of the house because activities cost money, it's a bad idea too. A life of clipping coupons and free concerts at the community college will be more fulfilling. <laughs> That's funny. A good option for many people retiring in Guatemala is to come spend the winter months under the sun. They fly back to a paid home in the U.S. for summer enjoy the grandkids and the longer days, and rent a house when they're here. With flight tickets and the rental, they enjoy the country for the price of staying at home. Some rent their home and manage to live well here for under the price of the rent. Popular retirement destinations include Mexico, Belize, Costa Rica, Panama, Ecuador, Argentina, and Chile. Being on the same time zone as the U.S. is convenient if you need to call home and if, you're, if you have no jet lag on holiday. And you have no jet lag. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's convenient if you need to call home and, uh, and you have no jet lag on holiday. All right. Eastern Europe and Southeast Asia are also popular, but flights are much more expensive. Retirees tend to fly back once a year. Or every other year. So yeah, Eastern Europe and Southeast Asia. I've heard of Southeast Asia especially as being a really low cost place of, of living as well for retirees. You know, you could retire, you know, 10, 20, 30 years earlier if you just live in a different place. And people don't realize that you people all they all they think that is possible is what they've seen done around them. So if if all you've seen is your your contemporaries 
working until they're 65 years old and retiring here and and living life, then that's all you think is possible. But once you're exposed to things like this and you learn about people retiring when they're 30 years old and going and travel, they're you know literally traveling, you know Southeast Asia, traveling South America, living in places right on the ocean, and for a fraction of the cost that living here in America costs. So it just depends what your values are. It depends what your goals are. What your what you want out of life. You know, would you rather be spending your time traveling, being in different unique places, not having to work? Or would you rather spend your time, you know, working more, but having the, the better, the better comfort, the, the better, um, not, not comfort, but the, the, the safety of the U.S., I guess, the the familiarity of the U.S. You know, it just depends what you want. Because if, you know, if you want to travel, you could do it today. You could do it, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of people that are, that are, you know, out of college and work, and you, you could do it today almost. And, you know, you could retire in a few years and, and live off of, off of your small nest egg if you're really focused and if that's what you really want to do. You know, don't just take what's, what other people are doing as, as what you have to do as well because everyone's different. There are different ways to do things. And there's different, different goals, different dreams that people have. So that's all I want to say in this this episode is that you know if you if you want to if you want to travel you could do it it's not nearly as expensive expensive as you think if you want to move abroad if you want to live abroad do it it's not nearly as expensive as you think in certain areas and hopefully this exposed you to that if you didn't know about that already and you know it just gives you a different way of thinking maybe that's all that's all the goals for today so that's it. It's uh it's 9 p.m. here in Indiana. I'm getting tired. Gonna read uh gonna read a I'm reading a book. It's called Confessions of a CPA. It's written about it's written from a CPA. It's just a a CPA is a certified professional accountant. And it's just talking about I just different uh, I guess things in the tax code that you could take advantage of uh, primarily through life insurance which you know is really interesting to me you know the the biggest the most famous um I don't know if he was I think he was a CPA I can't say for sure his name was Ed Slot he was like a huge RA IRA guy he's like the IRA guru in the u.s uh some years ago but he he said the the biggest tax advantage the biggest tax loophole or something was was cash value life insurance which is true it's i mean it's crazy uh, <laughs> you could use the the death benefit to 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 have tax-free uh money in retirement which is great
I'm not talking about that today. I did a podcast about that. There's actually a webinar. You can check out the webinar if you want to. I'll put that in the show notes too. But just learning how to retire uh, in a simple, safe, and affordable way. So I'm Brent Dunn. This is Finance 101. And I'll catch you next episode. Peace out.